Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I mean, what are you waiting for? Rate it, share it with your friends. We have new content coming out every weekday. It would mean the world to me if you did. Now, here's today's episode. Enjoy. Now, this morning's thought of the week is about client relationships. Back when I was 12 years old, I was a paper boy for the Macomb Daily newspaper. Now, this wasn't particularly easy because the Macomb Daily was the number three newspaper in a county with only three publications. So we were number three out of three. Seriously, it's true. The Detroit News and the Detroit Free Press easily outsold the paper that I delivered, but it was the local rag, and I delivered it proudly as a 12-year-old. Now, as a kid, every week on Friday meant that I had to stop at each house, knock on the door, and collect payment for the paper delivery that week. It was $1.35. That was for five days, by the way, worth of papers, Monday through Friday. Well, on this one particular day, I stopped at Mr. Meininger's house. Mr. Meininger was a World War II veteran, a grandpa kind of guy. He was retired, and he was that guy who knocked around in his garage all day wearing olive khaki work pants, a V-neck cotton white t-shirt, and work boots all year round. I mean, it could be 20 below outside, or it could have been 90 degrees outside. That was his uniform. And he smelled like Old Spice, stale cigars, and Stroh's beer. Do you remember Stroh's? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a Detroit brand. Uh, he was a really nice guy. I mean, he was a stickler, though, because he was a military guy. He was the guy who expected his paper be neatly tucked into the milk box every day so that the paper didn't get wet or get snow on it. Do you remember milk boxes? They were, it was on like the side of the house. I mean, it wasn't very large. And it, and, and it was so difficult sometimes to get the paper in there without folding it. But it was his expectation. So I did it. Now, he was a talker, too, kind of like I am. And even though I was usually in a hurry to get home to play Atari or something like any other 12-year-old, I always stood and listened to him. He shared life lessons, complained about the neighbor's barking dog, or he would just cuss about how it was when he was growing up. Then, one winter, I was going around delivering the paper and collecting on the Friday before Christmas. Now, I was thrilled to death because many of my customers had an extra envelope for me with a Christmas tip. Sometimes it was $2 or $5, whatever. But at 12 years old, every dollar meant something because um, I was saving up for a moped. <laughs> Except nice. when I showed up to Mr. Meininger's house. That's right. <laughs> well, th- there was a small wrapped box inside the milk box with my name on it. I was so bummed out. I mean, I was saving up cash for a moped, and here in my hands was a box likely filled with chocolates, mints, or something worse, maybe like a hanky, to blow my nose on, just like I always saw him wiping his nose in the winter or wiping his brow in the hot summer. Well, except that when I opened the box, I found the most beautiful red Swiss Army knife I had ever seen. I was so embarrassed with myself for prejudging that I hadn't gotten cash like I wanted. Instead, it got something even more meaningful. What a sweet gesture. Lesson learned. I was so moved that I got back on my Schwinn bike and rode back to his house in the dark through the slush and snow just to take the time to say thank you. Now, I found out later that he didn't even like the newspaper and never actually read it. He used it to line the cat box and ship packages (laughs) to his old war buddies and used it as kindling for the fireplace. He took the paper because he liked having someone to talk to. What a great lesson for a 12-year-old to learn. Business isn't always about business but it is about people and relationships. And that is this morning's Thought of the Week. 
So now we've got an exciting time. Uh, we're going to have what we've not done before. Pat's over there. He's kind of on the edge of his seat. He's wondering what is going on with all these people in here. We're going to have a marketing roundtable. This portion of the show, the rest of the show, is designed specifically for you as a listener, whether you're a business leader, you're a business owner, or you aspire to, or maybe you're an entrepreneur, an MLM marketer, or whatever it is, you want some tips, you want some ideas, you want some behind-the-scenes things. We are all marketers in this room. Jen is a marketer of homes in the real estate space. I am a multi-platform marketer, of course, working uh, in radio, digital, and event space. Andrea Henley, come up to the microphone. Hi. Andrea Henley is an out-of-home expert. And then, of course, Jake Kurtz is our uh, the owner of Brick Media. So we'll let Jake uh, give his 30-second uh, uh, elevator speech first. Uh, but basically what we're going to do is talk about things that are important to, to business leaders and business owners and ways they can scale and grow their marketing and grow profits and revenue and, and uh, improve their businesses today. So, Jake, why don't you start it off and tell everybody who you are, a yeah. little bit of background, and then uh, what you do. Sure. Thanks for having me, first of all. My pleasure. Uh, I'm from the Pittsburgh area originally, and I moved to Tampa in 2013. So go Steelers, but I also love it down here. So I'm going to I'm definitely going to be staying here as long as humanly possible. Awesome. Um, I've been in the digital marketing industry literally since the day that I stepped out of school. And I think I just got into it right at the right time. Mm -hmm. Like all the internships when I was in college, like had to do with digital and Everybody was talking about digital, and a lot of the jobs out there were still a little bit traditional, but I luckily got into digital at the right time. And literally since day one, I've been doing digital, meaning you know, search, social media, media buying, media planning. I've worked on both the agency side of things. I worked on um, you know, internal marketing departments, big companies, small companies. And luckily throughout all that experience, I, uh, <laughs> I started to learn enough to where I felt confident to start my own business. And it started off as kind of like a side freelance type of project. Mm. And then eventually it caught enough traction to where I was fortunate enough to be able to quit my full-time job and take Brick Media full-time. Awesome. So now we're offering you know, social media. We're offering website development. We offer media planning and buying. So you know, whether you want to do digital or traditional, we can help you with your media plans and executions. And we also do creative services as well. So video, photo, graphic design, all that fun stuff. And that's what I love about, when, of course, when I started following you and we started mm -hmm. connecting, is, is that you are you take more of a holistic approach. There's a lot of new digital firms today that yep. have no idea, no understanding of what is called, you know, the traditional media, you know, whether it's radio, TV, uh, out of home or other um, tactics that still work mm -hmm. for clients. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Welcome to the show, Jake. Appreciate it, Mark. All right. So Andrea, tell us yes. your, give us your 30 seconds. Hi, Andrea Henley. Um, I am an out of home expert. I started in the industry 23 years ago. And this is really funny. Um, we used to hand paint billboards I when I started, yeah. <laughs> and then it evolved from digital printing um, to digital billboards. So I've been really um, front and center in the industry for all those evolutions. Mm. Um, in Michigan, I remember sitting down with a client and literally writing out a photo or a, a sketch of what they wanted to put on the billboard nice. on a napkin. Yeah. And then I'd see it go up and I was hooked. It was create. I'm like, I had something to do with that. Awesome. So. Yeah. You know, just really love the creative process of it. Love that it fits in with the media mix and that it's evolved. Um, it can be part, it can be a standalone out of home. You know, some of the creative that you see is, you know, the Chick-fil-A cows, you mm. know, with the humor. 
Um, and then just seeing it evolve. I remember when the first digital billboard went up and everybody said, that's not going to last. It's going to cause accidents. And, and now they can't change them to digitals fast enough. Right Now, it, 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 fast forward, it is part of um, the long tail, I say, of social media. Mm. So you can have the campaign go up, right? And then you have celebrities taking pictures in front of it. It's very Instagrammable. And um, the long tail lives on. So when you see people sharing videos and posting and, um, and then you, you I saw a video of a billboard, you know, with the Grinch, you know, that was a year ago. It's right. still out there. Yeah. So it's like the long tail um, impression that fits in. So that being said, I've been in the industry. I love it. Um, it used to be like kind of the stepchild, but now it's in the forefront. It's like the, yeah. the only thing that people look up out of their phones and, and actually have to once in a while look at the road yeah. and drive <laughs> and just keeping it simple. But I am also a business owner as right well. And you own? Anytime Fitness in uh, Bradenton. So um, just knowing that sales is the core of every single business, mm. did not know anything about the fitness industry, just kind of fell into it. And we've had it, my husband and I have had it for five years. That's small awesome. business. So you're a small business owner yes, as well, just I like am. I am. Yes. Well, this is an exciting time. And I think you made a great point. You know, uh, billboards out of home has become sexy again. Mm -hmm. You know, part of that is because of the the, the digital. A uh, part of that is in the way billboards are being used. Like you mentioned, uh, the one on 275 downtown Tampa, the cow on the billboard is actually a physical, you know, it's a, yes. it's a 3D real cow, you know, exactly. and it, it, it kind of jumps out at you and is, is more meaningful. It's all about creative, mm -hmm. and the creative is making a difference in how um, how savvy business owners and marketers are integrating these multiple platforms, whether it's social, out of home, radio, podcast, whatever it is. They're the ones that are getting the best results. So let's dive right in and talk. Sure. Uh, have a have our roundtable get started here with thinking in terms of challenges, and we all work with small business owners and owners at uh, different size and type of industry, but there are some commonalities. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see small business owners face in marketing and scaling their business, Jake? I would say the first thing that comes to mind is the whole quantity versus quality debate. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people think you have to choose one or the other. And a lot of the time, whenever you're first starting out, you kind of do have to choose one or the other because you can either hire an agency you know, or a marketing firm. And a lot of the time, that's going to be kind of expensive and you might not be able to pay for the quantity that you need. Mm. But then if you only focus on quantity, you're just going to be putting out a, like, a whole lot of crap. Yeah. So you need kind of a good balance of both. And I think one way to do that is to just kind of start with thinking about what exactly the audience wants. Because quality is something that is kind of predicated on um, what's going to help the audience. Mm. So whatever's going to bring them value. So you might think of quality as a really nice video or a really pretty picture or a perfectly made graphic. But really value comes down to is the audience getting something out of it when they come across it. Mm. So quantity and quality have to be a part of the mix. And I think it's just reframing how you view quality a little bit. Do you, do you think a lot of business owners, that particular point that you just brought up, is becomes like almost like a roadblock to even getting started? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, uh, it seems like a lot of the time they're just intimidated by the whole process. And until you kind of start doing it and start uh, actually taking action on it, you're just going to be debating it, and you might never get started in the first place. Andrea? I think the biggest thing is managing expectations. 
you know, you have a, a business owner that's like, I'm going to spend $5,000, and in the first week, it's going to turn into $10,000. Um, some of the things that I try to tell people is, you know, start small and be consistent. You know, what do you have to offer specifically like our business? You know, we started out with Facebook ads and started engaging and have an offer that's, you know, of value that will bring people in the door. Um, and then, you know, so many people want to, you know, have these huge results, but it's consistency and staying in the lane, right? Mm. This didn't work in a week, so I'm going to switch to this or change this creative or you know, you can definitely measure, but you have to also be the expert. And a lot of people, when it comes to advertising, they think they're the expert. Like, I want a picture of my dog on the billboard. I want this, that. No, that's not your customer. Who's your customer? What is your cut? Cu- you're not the demo. Right. I didn't see this. It will be that's because that's good because you're not the demo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just kind of talking to them and, you know, I'm a business owner and this is how, you know, I've marketed my business. And these are the things that have worked for me mm-hmm. and just managing the expectations. One of the biggest challenges that I see small business owners make is that they've not properly built a P&L before they've actually launched the mm-hmm. business. And um, in, in days gone by, 20 and 30 years ago, the marketing and advertising line item was always thought to be like this 10%, this arbitrary number that was like, you're supposed to spend 10% on exactly. marketing and advertising. What that assumes is that you're just throwing the money out there. Mm-hmm. What I like to talk to clients about is, is that your marketing should have a purpose, right? And some of the marketing dollars that you invest in should have an ROI. Not all of it. You cannot measure every right. nickel and dime that goes out there. However, if you do want to market it, you could spend, I mean, there, sh- there really should be no arbitrary number. There should be no ceiling, really, until you reach the point where you can't scale anymore. Like if you can't take any more phone calls or you don't have enough trucks on the road or you don't have enough food to sell or whatever that is. But most business owners I see, if I were going to answer that question, is, is they've never really sat down and thought about how is my marketing going to drive my top line revenue mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much do I need to invest to get the revenue I want. Usually it is... It's crickets in the store, right? <laughs> yes. And then they call the out-of-home expert and say, I need to drive volume, and I need to spend as little as I possibly can in order to get 1,000 customers in this month so I can pay right. my bills. So that tends to be sitting down and preparing prior to Strategy. launching the business and having that P&L laid out with a marketing professional that can say, okay, look, if you spend $10,000 a month this month, you're going to get $100,000 in revenue, and this is how, because I've done it before, you're a business owner. I'm a mm-hmm. business owner. Jake, you're a business owner. We've tried and we've tested these strategies and these tactics. Speaking of that, Jake, how do you look at uh, what we call a CNA, which is a customer needs analysis? Let's say a client calls you and says, hey, I'd like to consider having you manage my media process. Yep. I like to get started with a lot of over-communication up front. I mean, before I even decide if I'm going to work with a client or bring them into kind of Brick Media's client roster, there's a lot of things that have to take place up front. And a lot of the time we start off with, you know, what have you tried in the past and what's worked? And a lot of the time we say, like, you know, what have you tried that hasn't worked? And we kind of just try to, like, get an idea of what they've tried in the past and what they've kind of experienced so far. And then usually there's, like, a two- or three-hour-long meeting that we do before we even, like, send a proposal or anything. It's literally just a deep dive into who their target audience is. And a lot of those questions that we've already kind of talked about, like, what have you spent on marketing before? What have you tried? Um, you know, 
what is the strategy for your next five years? Like we kind of just try to get as much detail as possible into the overall picture of their business before we even dive in and start working with them. So it's kind of a collaborative effort. Like it's not necessarily like we're just asking them a set of questions. It's more of like a big conversation that we have that's, you know, everybody pitching in and everybody talking. And then by the end of that, we know if there's going to be a way that we can move forward and what we're going to recommend. You, you, all, you mentioned at the very start, mm-hmm to see if you're going to work with that client. Are there Correct. clients are there are there people that are, want to give you money that you don't want to work with? Oh, we turn people down a lot and I mean a lot of the time we just know going into it that what they're trying to accomplish is either isn't realistic or the expectations that are kind of being set are not going to be possible to, you know, to be met. So mm-hmm. we don't like to go into things where we know that it's not going to work out long term and it's just kind of having that long-term view. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of times where there's, there's, yeah, there's money that we turn down. I, I, I totally agree. Andrea, what about you when you're uh, preparing with a new client? Yeah, I think you sit down, I put my business owner hat on and I say, you know, if this was my money, how would I spend it? Mm-hmm. You know, as a marketer, like a lot of times you'll say, okay, I've got a $10,000 budget. I'll put it out there and just spray and pray mm-hmm. is what they say. Um, and I take more of a strategic, like, if these were my dollars, what would I do? What is my expectation? Do I want, you know, just brand awareness? Do I want conversions? Do I just, you know, am I trying to sell a product? What What is the end goal? Mm. And then try to figure out, you know, obviously what other things they're doing and keep it consistent. Like, are you doing social media? Are you doing radio, TV? Let's see how, you know, if I'm the out-of-home expert at this point, you know, how does that fit in? Where are you advertising? How is that working for you? How can this also reinforce whatever you're doing mm. so that you can, you know, everybody consumes content in different ways. Um, and, you know, it's they don't remember sometimes where they saw it or heard it. They just it's top of mind. Absolutely. So just trying to keep consistent. Well, and we there used to be a thought. I mean, there really is a thought process that it, it, it is an advertiser, a business owner. You should own a lane. Right. Right. So if you can't do a whole lot of things, you should mm-hmm. own a lane. But the truth of the matter is in 2020, there are a bunch of lanes you can actually own if you really put your mind to it. I do it personally with social media using different platforms and video and podcast doesn't cost me a thing to do. And mm-hmm. so, but Jake, I, you said something that I want to make our next question. And that is in regards to setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Talk about how you set expectations for new clients. Yep. So there's obviously going to be a portion of the marketing dollars that go directly towards things that are going to drive ROI. Like, you know, uh, Google search, for example, like Google search is less of an actual quote-unquote marketing tactic and that's more of just like a sales tactic like you're typing something in Mm -hmm. something's popping up and hopefully somebody's either going to call you or they're going to fill out a form so there's obviously going to be a portion of spend that's dedicated towards all right we're spending five thousand dollars what are we getting back for that five thousand dollars and then there's always well not always but sometimes there's going to be a portion of money where are you comfortable with this like basically like nothing happening like there has to be an amount that you dedicate to where you're okay with it going to nothing. Mm. And that's kind of the brand awareness. Mm. And it's kind of just trusting that later that might pay off because, you know, somebody might just continue to hear about you over time. Word of mouth is going to spread. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of those long-term, short-term expectations that you need to set that some money is going to act immediately. And then some of it's going to take a longer time. Andrea? 
communicating, getting those expectations set right, right from the outset. Because I've yeah. had clients, and I and I know you yeah. both have as well, yeah. where the clients and Jen, you have, I'm sure even as a realtor, people, the expectation is you're going to sell my house tomorrow. <laughs> and there are some business owners yeah. that will come to us and say, I need business next week. Yes. But Rome wasn't built in a day, neither right. will be your business. And so how do you set the expectations? Patience, patience. Everything takes a long time, you know. Everything takes longer than you think. Mm. And if you can put that back into their, you know, something they can relate to, just like she was talking about the house, you know, you, you, sometimes people overvalue because of their memories and that of their house. I think it's worth this, but the market is going to bear this. Mm. I put in new floors. That doesn't matter. You know, it's about mm-hmm. the square footage. So just kind of relating it back to um, things they can relate to. But yeah, definitely patience is a huge one um, because everybody wants everything right now. Um, and just staying there and holding their, like people want their hands held. They want to make sure that if I'm spending this money with you, Mm. that you're going to be there. You check in with them. I always say the sale starts after the contract has been signed Mm. because that's when you want to make sure that they're going to keep working with you. And like you talked about the relationships and making sure, okay, this isn't working. Let's switch this up. Not wait till the end of the campaign and say, I got no calls. I got this. I, you know, I didn't have the feedback. Switch it up as you're going along. And mm. I think that's the thing that sometimes people are missing in they're They're trying to get sales really fast, but they need to slow down to go faster and just keep that relationship and the long-term business growing. Kylie talks about the KLT, the no like trust. You know, one of our jobs as marketers is to build the no like trust for our clients. And, you know, as we set that expectation that, look, you know, when you're entering into a deep long term relationship, which is you with your customers, Mr. Business Owner, that no like trust factor is not built overnight. Yeah. It just isn't. And if a customer chooses you be- without all of that stuff, they're not going to end up being a loyal customer long term anyway. It's usually based on price. Well, we're, man, the clock is just ticking. <laughs> so we got to move on here. But uh, let's think about um, what are some things that you think, uh, Jake, that uh, small business owners, maybe it's somebody who's listening right now yeah. that can't afford your services or, or Andrea's or mine, but um, there are things that we can teach them to do mm-hmm. to market their businesses right now so that eventually they'll be able to afford yeah. our services. What are some things that suggestions you might have? Um, I mean, my first suggestion would be to basically make sure that you're valuing strategy first and then tactics second. You don't want to just dive in and start trying stuff without knowing exactly why you're doing it and what path you're on. So definitely try to figure out what your strategy is and what you're trying to do before you just start trying things. And then the second thing is just to make sure that your product is in a good place before you even start doing marketing. Because no, like the best marketing in the world can't fix a bad product or a bad service. So you need to make sure that that's on point next. And then the next thing that I would say is anywhere that there's free reach. Mm -hmm. So for example, like we were talking about earlier, like LinkedIn right now, you can post something and hundreds of people will see it, even if you're not connected to them. You know, because if, if somebody, if you're connected to four people on LinkedIn and somebody likes it, all the people that are connected to that person are also going to see that too. And, um, you just got to basically look for new features that are within platforms, new platforms that are emerging. Like, you know, TikTok is a big one right now. Um, Instagram stories are still a really good place to be because a lot of people will get onto Instagram and they only look at the stories and then they get off. So just kind of like always analyzing what is popular right now and where there are a lot of eyeballs, but not a whole lot of content, because then that's a good place for you to 
fill it in. Perfect. Basically. Andrea, you're a small business yes, owner. Yes, this what, is what a tips? real quick story. Um, our, our gym is right next to a restaurant, mm. right? On Mondays, they have $5 burgers. And there's 45-minute wait, right? So I go out there with a business card, and I hand it seven-day trial free. Work off that hamburger. Nice. And it's free. Then they come in, and they try out the gym because mm. they might be just visiting or, you know, in the area. But it gets them in the door. And then uh, they're like, oh, I didn't know there was a gym next door. But that's free, right? on the, Or one personal training session. So that's something that gets people, you know, I'll, set, I'll hand out 15 of them, maybe get three or four back. That's, that's grassroots. Yeah. That's old school. That is. It that's, works. That, that tells you. <laughs> you know, and of course, there's some of those things you can replicate online as well using geofencing yeah. and, and uh, addressable and whatnot. To, but it'll cost you. So that's a great way to be able to do it for free. Um, awesome. Well, we've got about just another minute. So I want to have uh, Jake and Andrea, I want to have people uh, know where they can find you off air. So Jake, uh, Jake uh, Kurtz from Brick Media, tell us where they can find yep. you. LinkedIn is where I'm the most active. So if you just search Jake Kurtz on LinkedIn, um, I'll always be posting on there. And then you can go to brickmediagroup.com. And if you actually want to talk and have a conversation and ask me any questions, there's a yellow banner at the very top of our website that says schedule a 15 minute call. So you can just call me on there and you can ask me any questions that you have and I'll be glad to answer it. And no sales pitch. I'll just answer all your questions. Andrea, yeah, Andrea, where can they find same. you? Same. Um, you can Google my name. I've done a lot of um, different writing for publications, but on LinkedIn as well, Andrea Henley. And uh, just connect with me there. My uh, personal email is there and my phone number. So I'd be glad to. Phone connect. number too. I, yeah, I gave it so up. If, so if somebody right now has <laughs> billboards or out of home as their current marketing mix, and they're not getting results or they're confused, maybe they think right. they're overpaying or whatever, they can reach out to you Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Get, get uh, private too. consultation no matter where they're at in the United States. I know you've worked all over the country because right. you and I worked together back in yes. CBS days, so I know you have uh, uh, deep knowledge on the entire United States as well as mall, ma- mall, mall media, media, all, all of, of that stuff. So thank that you. is awesome. Jake Kurtz and uh, Andrea Henley, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know this sh- this this segment went really fast and we probably yes, could talk for hours, but uh, uh, we'll have to have you back to do that. Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to marksteckman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.